Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. All right, yo, what's up, JD family? It's your boy, D. Starks. Starks artist. And you're tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We got two special guests here with us today, and we're really just going to be talking about ministry in general, but really what that looks like uh, in an online space specifically, right? And what it really means to be, you know, the infamous, quote-unquote, Christian influencer, mm-hmm. And understanding the difference between doing work for God and actually living for him. Yeah. And realizing that you really only have an audience of one. And when you start walking in purpose, answering your call, and being on different platforms to any magnitude, always asking yourself, am I doing this to please men or to serve God? Because you can't do both. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's get into it. So look, man, y'all been waiting for this one. It's been a while. Uh, very. This is, this is JD history. It is. First, it's my first, first, first collab. First collabs. First anybody we have on the podcast, which I'm super, super excited about. We got our guy. Yo, so like if you've been an OG, if you've been listening, we've mentioned this man like probably a thousand times he might as well have been like a co-host on the podcast the amount of times we've dropped his name mad gems mad conversations um it was funny bro like i was going back and uh i was listening to one of the episodes bro and <laughs> i called you this is before we actually knew you though yeah i called you uh jonathan diggins <laughs> the whole government and the last year I'm like, yo, I didn't really know your name though i only knew you by like jonathan uh tiktok and all that but right. This is John to say, my man, bro. How you feeling? How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling great. Happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Happy right. you guys came out. No, of course. Yeah, we talked. To- oh yeah, and we and we in Nashville with it. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot. We in Nashville with it right now in the Diggs household. And then to my right, big bro, the man himself, NFL prospect, just committed to Seston, man. Cornell graduate. <laughs> chill, chill, and chill. It was funny because um, for a minute. I didn't even know that they, they, okay, John and Eric are brothers, by the way. A lot I didn't of people, know that. A lot of people don't know originally, that. And a lot of people don't know that, but they are brothers. Um, and we were able to met Eric for the first time. I mean, everybody like at Passion, uh, but really coming into contact with Eric and bro is, bro, like wise, bro. Make sure y'all tap into him, bro. We'll plug everything at the end. But our guy, welcome. How you feeling, bro? How you feeling? Feeling blessed. Thanks for this opportunity. Um, happy to finally get together, hop on the podcast. Like we're always having deep talks, but we finally get to record one for you guys. So I'm excited. No facts, no facts. And so, um, like I said, we actually all met, and we mentioned this in the one EP we had. Your circle matters. Uh, that was like a few weeks ago. Um, we all met at Passion, and like we always talk about, it, it was like a God thing, though. It was insane the way it all happened. Like we were, I remember me and Jordan, we were sitting on the floor, bro, and we hadn't texted John or nothing. Like, we didn't know where he was going to be at, and we just happened to see him and Eric and a whole group of people walking, and we just, like, and I went over to him. I said, Jordan, hold on. I was like, wait, I think I know him. He was like, sit down, stay let's see right here. And so we went we went over there, bro, and, like, we just ended up spending, like, the entire, like, time at Passion with, like, 
Eric and John and like about like 10 other guys. And it was like, it was a super, super dope experience. Um, but no, while we were there, actually, John had asked everybody, I think it was uh, like, what's our word for the year or something like that. Like, and everybody went around and like said their thing. Um, and then he had said something. He had said his was Galatians 110, which hit because that used to be one of my favorite scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Can you tell like, what, what was that about? Like, what is what is the word for the year, bro? What's okay. So my word for the year is audience of one. And Galatians 110, the verse he's talking about is just talking about, am I seeking to please man or am I seeking to please God? And if I'm seeking to please man, then I will not be a good servant of Christ. So um, for me, that just always really hit because I've always like looked for validation in my friends and people around me. But it's like you can't please everybody. Right. And so. So I made a TikTok the other day and I was saying like, if you're trying to please everybody, it's stressful because there's 7 billion different people that's trying to individually suit everybody to make each other happy. It's not going to work. But if you only got to please God, that's one person and living for him is worth it. You know what I'm saying? He's never going to change. He's always going to be there for you. So seek to please God and not men. 100%. That's fire, bro. And I, and I hit home for me because that was where I was at for a minute, for real, um, especially like when I was growing up. And being, like, the only, like, Christian and then, like, not trying to please people or, like, fit into, like, a certain mode. I was like, all right, that's fire. And that's the first time we had met him, you know. So you don't really know how people be in real yeah, life, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? They'd be, like, capping. Yeah, like, all right, he's valid. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> But no, Eric, I can't remember. What was what was yours, the thing that you had, like, for this year? My word for the year was be intentional. You know, a lot of times people go through the motions with the things they do. But the Lord's like, I want you to be intentional in everything you're doing. Be intentional with spending time with me. Be intentional in your prayer time. Be intentional when you're reaching out to people. Be intentional when you're going places, making sure that you're intentional about spreading the love of Christ. So just being intentional in everything. And with being intentional comes understanding your why. Because I feel like without a why, you can't be intentional. So that's my word for the year. No, that's facts. That's facts. So and I, and even kind of going back to what, John, you were saying with like the audience of one and we've had mad conversations about this like offline, mm-hmm. but I know like all of us, like we're on TikTok, we all like create content and all that good stuff. And what I was thinking about is the fact that like it gets, it gets difficult because when you're thinking about like making content, we understand that the gospel like isn't consumer based, you know what I mean? But yeah. in the world, when they're telling you like to make content or build an audience or a following, it's always about making sure that you're like catering your message. Mm-hmm. toward your audience right, right and what they want to hear but i was thinking about like okay like what happens when what they want to hear isn't what god is calling you to say mm-hmm. and i like that balance between the two of like, okay yeah i understand i have this platform of course like you want to grow and there's right. nothing wrong with that but like what's that balance once that look like because i know we've both had that line of like okay like okay okay damn i'm at like 95k i want to hit 100 i want to hit 50 yeah but at the same time it's like what if God's telling me to like say this and I know it's not going to be a popular message or right. what they want to hear type of thing. So like, you know what I mean? Like what's that, what's that look like for you? So like I said, it ties back into who am I seeking to please God or man? And it's like finding a balance as a Christian influencer is always really difficult because like you said, you can say things that are going to easily get you likes, followers, X, Y, and Z. But it's like, if you're not sticking to the word, then what are you really calling yourself a Christian influencer for? And so, yeah, ultimately it's about sticking to the Bible and what is true, but also speaking the truth in love. Because even if you say something that is biblically accurate, you could say it, no one is going to get reaction. No one is going to get views. And it's like, okay, yes, you you spoke the truth, but it's like, you're doing this for clickbait. You're doing this for uh, wrong intentions and argumentative reasons. So, um, 
one thing I would always say before I, I make a TikTok is I would pray and I'd be like, Lord, not my will, but your will. Um, give me grace to speak. Um, watch my tongue because I've done I've made TikToks when I didn't do that. And you could tell like my passion videos, I was very emotional. I was speaking from an emotional place. Mm-hmm. And what I said wasn't necessarily wrong, but I knew that A, it would be it would be content that people would want to hear and b it was trending at the time so my intentions weren't exactly in the right place and that's just me being honest but it was like at the same time i did want to speak the truth but the way i did it wasn't carried out in the best way so it's ultimately about honoring god and not man and just saying what he has placed on your heart to say without watering down the truth but also doing it in love it's finding that balance that's good to bring up like watering down i was trying to make a habit of not compromising the truth for people's comfort Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. for me personally it's like you want to make people feel good, but sometimes the truth doesn't feel good. So you, you just got to tell it how it is and, like, be, uh, like, unapologetic about that. So, yeah, I always try to be intentional about that. One thing that um, is in Scripture, it says, whom the Lord loves, he corrects. And so people have this wrong view of what love is. Like, they believe that love is acceptance. But mm-hmm. really, in the Bible, if I love you, right, I'm going to have to call you out when you're wrong. And so that's what God does, and that's what other people do. And so that's a really good point. No, like you said, bro, like, cause it'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, me and Jordan talked about this. It's the fact that you'll be, I don't know, there'll be people that like really, I don't know, mask a lot of like condemnation and judgment behind the fact, oh, well, like I need to correct them. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, like, but you know, you out here, you're just trying to troll for views or like for whatever it is, like you said. So I think like the intention behind it, we don't really talk about that enough, you know, cause okay, what you're saying could be correct, but why are you saying it? And is it that necessary? It's like, there's people be out here just trying to like. I don't know, create some Christian shade room. Like, it was stupid uh, for no reason. It's toxic. I'm saying it, very, very toxic. It's so crazy. So what, what's your balance with that, too? Because I know me and John talked about it when we were at Passion. It was like, bro, like, the way the world does things, like, we can't. Like, when you step into the kingdom, it's a whole t- different type of thing. And I think people realize that in our right. lifestyle and their day-to-day. Right. But literally in business and relationships and school and being a content creator, the way they're doing things isn't the way we can always go about it. You know what I mean? Um, which is always hard to find that balance. But what would you kind of like say to that? I would say for me, I found that there's a group of people who are really out there that are hungry for truth. So I just focus on that audience. Uh, I put the truth out there. I put stuff out there that I wish I would have had when I was a little younger in my faith, going through high school, going through college. I put stuff out there that helped me and my faith. And so because I come from a platform and a, of relatability, I think it allows me to connect to people on a different level to where people do want to follow my content. People do find value in what I say. And so that's something that I've really been seeing because sometimes you're like, dang, if I say this, um, people may not like it. But then the Lord has showed me like, not only are you saying it, but you're saying it from a person that's speaking from experience. And people can see that in the way I'm able to articulate that comes out different. And so that balance kind of comes from me having these personal experiences. I'm not just preaching a word just to preach a word, but I'm preaching from my personal experience, personal lessons and things I wish that I had. And then even with that, I think a part of like understanding the balance of like having an audience, but realizing you really only have an audience of one is kind of through that experience and being battle tested. Yeah. That's as, big right like, there. Battle tested. That's my way too. If you're stepping out and you're going to have a platform that you have to understand and be prepared for what that looks like, you know, cause like mm, preparation, um, preparation, because there was, there was a TikTok uh that Christian, what's his last name? Patterson. Pat, is it I know Patterson? 
Is that him? I think it's I Patterson. I can't remember his last name. Y'all, y'all, y'all figure. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, and he made a TikTok. And he was talking about how like uh, he's been seeing like a lot of new Christian TikTokers or whatever here recently. Um, and the and the gist of it was just like being prepared and things like that uh, for a platform. Um, so yeah, like do y'all do y'all feel like y'all were prepared when y'all stepped in? Like to when you started making content? Like how did you start even a platform? Like what did it look like? Um. So I haven't had like my testimony, which kind of ties into why I started TikTok. But essentially, it was just like I was at a camp one time and I saw how people gravitated to the way that I preached the gospel and the way that I dressed and my um, mannerisms and demeanor and things like that. It's just basically people that resembled me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a TikTok for a demographic of people that are like me, but are believers as well. I didn't really see too much of that. Um, so I started TikTok and... I had grown up in the church and I knew a lot of biblical truths without understanding the theology or the why or just different things behind it, like apologetics, all these kind of topics that you don't really talk about if you've grown up in the church because it's just what you believe. So I was definitely underprepared, but at the same time, it was a blessing because it forced me to get into the word. It forced me to understand what I believed. It forced me to know why I believe, you know, saved by grace through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that comes to it. I've, we've talked about this several mm-hmm. times. Uh, being a Christian influencer is not the same as being a regular influencer. There's mental strain that comes along with it. There's been several times when I've thought about quitting. Um, <laughs> Yo, look, we think about quitting every day. It's a regular thing. And what keeps me going is knowing that um, I'm... I'm being a, his vessel, right? Being used by God. People reaching out and saying, thank you so much for this video or that video. You've changed my life. You've helped me get closer to God. And so it's like, not my will, but your will be done. But I'm telling you, when you start doing this thing, you get attacked heavily because the enemy does not want you speaking the gospel. Uh, right. I remember you were talking about being transparent and truthful. I, I went through a season where I yeah. was under attack and I had fallen back into some old sin and the devil wanted me to be ashamed. And so that's why the audience of one thing kicked in because it's like, okay, if I'm being truthful with y'all, it doesn't matter because what y'all think because I'm really doing this for God. So I can mm, be honest big. and y'all right. can relate to that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of relatability and what Christian influencers do. And you see a lot of people fall because they feel like they can't talk about what they've been through. And so ultimately it's just like, there's a lot that comes to being a Christian influencer, but remembering who you're doing it for and why you're doing it is really going to be what sustains you. Yeah. I kind of have a similar testimony. I was crazy with the podcast and everything. I felt kind of, I won't, I won't say unprepared, but I feel like I didn't have everything I needed, but God kept telling me like, do it anyway, you know? And right. then as you do it, I will walk with you. You'll grow in it. And, it. and it caused me to be more intentional, kind of to your point about the, the, the words you have for years, like caused me to be more intentional in everything. Honestly, I was met with a lot of what I expected and what I was met with was, was two totally different things when it comes to like just the Christian TikTok and like having this platform. But it's, it's been very eye opening. I've learned a lot, though. Uh, one thing one of my mentors always says is God is not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. So he's just looking for somebody who can be used. But like you said, man. You you make one video and now you're fighting for your salvation essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, here's the thing. Going back to what you were saying, because for me, and this is this was my problem, because I was talking to my mom about this, really, just with like churches and ministry in general. I think the the call of like even pa- being a pastor, it's become more of an occupation than it is an actual call. So I think a lot of people are getting into this space just because they have the title but it's not something that God has actually told them to do. And, and it's I, so easy to blow up so quickly, too. No, fact. And I so think that's the one thing that I'm seeing now is, like, you know, 
listen to y'all, not everyone of y'all is meant to be like a quote unquote Christian TikToker in the sense of getting on there and having to like preach a word or speak a word or in that capacity. You know what I mean? Like, um, thing I can't remember the scripture. I don't know if it's in James three. Um, I'll I'll look it up and I find it. But it's like and we talked about this before, it's the fact that, yo, if you're going to be a teacher of the word, you're going to be, like, um, ministering in any capacity, you're going to be judged harder, like, in a Thanks. stricter word, because you're going to be in front of people. And, of course, all of us have the, the, by definition, we're supposed to preach the gospel, but ultimately, like, not everyone's called to be a teacher in that position or a preacher specifically. And so I think a lot of people are just doing it just because, like, it's cool now. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. Okay, I'm a Christian influencer and all that good stuff. But I think there's a lot There's a lot more to it. And your why is what's going to really – that's the battle test. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, I'm glad you – like, we always transparent on this podcast. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, especially the last two weeks, just, like, mentally it's been a lot just, like, personally. And it's just been like, yo, I've been so frustrated. And it's just like, yo, like, honestly, I could give it all up. But if you're doing it for yourself, then you can do that. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. If it, if it was for me, if it was from my strength and what I wanted to do, then of course, I would, honest, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll probably drop it today. I wouldn't be on social. You're talking now. But I know like, okay, this is a call from God. So like, honestly, it's not my will. Yours be done. And so I'm laying that down for him. And so like, I like, it's like you mentioned that. I want to talk about, wanted to talk about that because like the why part is important. Mm-hmm. And I want, how did you, how did you start? Because we haven't even talked about that. I didn't know how you really got on. Bro, like making content for real. My TikTok story is wild. So like, one of my roommates, sophomore year college, this was a couple years ago. He was like, "Bro, like this TikTok platform is going kind of crazy. We should get out there and start making content." I'm not the kind of person that even likes being in front of a camera at all. And this was before I even had my huge glow up. Right, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> hey, I'm being honest and being transparent for real. But hey, like, he, he got on there, he started going crazy. Hold on, you know that one, one trend on TikTok? It's like, uh, how bad did it hurt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't, hey, if I didn't have a Christian platform, I might be able to do that and go crazy. Like, for real, though, my glow is crazy. I ain't going to cap. You had 32 missed calls? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, like, my roommate, like, started blowing up real quick, and I was helping him make some of his stuff, and I was like, yo, I can do this myself. But so I didn't even start off making Christian content, for real. But uh, I think I started seeing Christian content creators on there, and one time I was like, and this is something I can do. So, like, for me... Uh, my mom, she's very gifted in the gift of teaching. And I've also experienced that, like, I'm also gifted in that area as well. So I don't know everything, but the things that I do know, I'm able to articulate that really well and break it down to where everybody's able to understand it on a simplistic level. So my first series that really started, like, Christian TikTok um, was High Lift for Christ as a Young Person. That's what blew me up. Um, probably had, like, a 100 parts to that and it was basically just going through like little topics here and there bible versus scriptures that would pertain to like areas and stuff that we would go through as young people in high school college and basically what the bible says about it and how we could uh overcome those areas and go through life like that so that really started going crazy and i was like wow like this is wild like this is blowing up so i saw like okay my christian content is blowing up i actually like making christian content i'm actually able to do this consistently like ideas for that comes way easier than anything else and so I just kept doing that and that's kind of how my following grew from there now I would say the past couple months you probably noticed like a big shift in my content because I took like what last six months off before Mm -hmm. this year because I was in football season and so I wasn't posting anything then and then I came back and I feel like that's when I had like like I was talking to Darren earlier like that was one of the tough seasons for me 
but it allowed me to be battle tested. And I came out like with a whole new perspective on just faith in general that now I'm able to share that. And so like you kind of see like that shift. You can kind of see that shift in my content these past couple months. And so I'm starting to gain traction with like my new kind of content. And my new content is focused on the things, like I said earlier, like the things I wish that I had somebody say to me along my faith journey that would have helped me overcome some stuff a lot quicker or be ready for some stuff that came that caught me kind of off guard earlier in my walk. So that's why I'm like, okay, let me help you guys be prepared for the stuff you're going to go through because I've been through it. And look, I was a Christian athlete in the football locker room. So like my temptations are going to be a whole lot worse than anything else that anybody else would face as just a normal student. But with me being able to go through that and Jesus being able to show me how to overcome those things, it's allowed me to have a lot of knowledge to pass down. So I'm really excited to continue producing content going forward. No facts. And like one thing that you even mentioned is like, I don't know what I see with a lot of different people. Some people I think it's in, it's more intentional getting on the platform. But what I like is the fact like you weren't going in there with the intention of trying to blow up. Right. It was a byproduct of like this, the heart that you had and the message that, you, that was on your heart and the call right. that you answered. You right. know what I mean, I think that's the biggest difference between a lot of what I see. And it's really it's really evident from like people who have like the heart for it of like really God's heart in it. And then it's just something that I'm just trying to do, like, for numbers or, you know, clout or whatever it is. And I think that, you know, whenever you're obeying God and you're walking in what he wants you to do, like, everything else is going to fall into place. Like, just keep saying yes. Like, even, like, I think I start testimony with the podcast. Like, yo, I didn't expect it to be right here. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Here, this okay, y'all. This is what y'all don't realize. This is what y'all don't realize. I'm in, Nash- I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I got one of the best fashion designers clothing brands will be the next gap easy whatever you want to call it right behind me this camera i got one of the biggest influencers in the freaking world right here and then i'm talking to two people okay crazy this is, no this is not because it, it really nah, is crazy god is so intentional like you it's don't crazy. realize the fact that i literally like seven months ago I was like in his comment section, like, bro, this is fire. Oh, now I'm friends. in this dude's house. I met his parents. Now we homies. That's crazy. Now man, I made all man, these man sent me up for a, a podcast. How long ago? It's been a bit. It it's been a bit. Yeah. And I never thought it was going to happen to keep it a stack with you. And then passion hit. Yeah. And I met everybody that, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like now I got all these connections, but I got connected by his brother, his family, and all that. But I say all that to say is a fact that like, when you answer the call, it's going to happen anyway. So it's like the how is always up to God. You don't always have to be like forcing something. And of course, it's good to have like a strategy. It's nice to be intentional, have goals, be disciplined. That's great. But at the end of the day, you can't be attempting to do God's work and do his job for him. Mm. And I think that sometimes can get in the way for real. We talked say? about that last night. Doing things for God is the complete opposite of allowing him to do things for you. Run it. That's a bar. Doing things for God is the complete opposite of allowing him to do things for you. It's like we're trying to do things for him, but it's like he's all powerful. He's omniscient. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he doesn't need hey, us to do anything. What does Matthew six thirty three say? Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And what? All these things will be added unto you. Know you know what I'm saying? See? Crazy. You got to get your priorities straight. Yeah. Have y'all ever been there, though, where y'all felt like y'all was trying to do God's work or do his job for you? Oh, yes, bro. I've been in places where <laughs> y'all heard West story. I'm trying to get a shoddy. I'm trying to do it my way. We'll keep that like, off camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that don't work. <laughs> uh, trying to, you know, find my way. Um, 
through my career path, trying to figure out like what school I'm gonna go to, uh, how I'm gonna make myself up. I gotta do all these workouts and stuff like that. And my mom was like, "Your fight is gonna be more spiritual than this physical." And I didn't really understood. I didn't really understand that until recently. Um, like these past couple of months, I've been home, graduated and stuff like that. I got the opportunity to go to grad school starting in August. But I really be more intentional, like, okay, God, I'm be more intentional with spending time with you, praying more, reading my word more, worshiping more, and be more intentional on that stuff and not so focused on the physical aspect of things. Yes, I'm going to still get my workouts in. Yes, I'm going to still be consistent, but that's not the priority. And that's not the thing that's going to blow me up in my mind no more. It's like, God, the thing that's going to blow me up is you. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, like, the transformations I've seen in my body just in this past month alone, the opportunities that have been coming to me, Right. With me just seeking him, I haven't went out and did anything, but I already got like two job offers. Um, had a couple opportunities to speak in different places. Um, things that my body was like hurting and stuff starting to go away. So it's just like crazy, like the things that God's bringing to me as I make the focus spending time with him first and not trying to do it in my own strength yeah. physically. Hold no, on, that's good. On. And there's like, I don't know, there's just one quote, and it's just like, favor will open doors that, I don't know, like discipline can't, that networking can't. That relationships can't, that intelligence can't, that degrees can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's favor. Like when you put him first, that's all the stuff that's gonna come crazy. You are it's a testament right here. We all got it. I'm gonna tie it back though. One thing that Andy Minio says is like it's so easy to um make a career out of doing things for God, but not spending time with him. Like we oftentimes confuse that, oh, I do ministry on TikTok or I'm a pastor, or I'm this, that, and the other. And bro, they think that's me about that too, bro. With God. They think that's me actually in my prayer closet having that alone time or me spending time in the word. But it's like you could give out so much without pouring back into yourself. And it's like, where are you going, really? Because you haven't had that one-on-one time for him to actually speak to you, to actually pour into you, get that favor, seek it first, the kingdom. It's like you're doing all this for God, but you yourself don't even have this relationship. And it's really easy to, to get caught up in that, just going through the motions. What did you just say? Said? Many of you would say, Lord, Lord, like I did all these things in your name, right? And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. No, that's a bar. And I, we always say that like what you do for God isn't the same as your relationship with him. Like, I'll say it. Some of y'all's favorite, no. Some, <laughs> go ahead. Let well, let's, let's, let's go there. So, and I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we're here because I was kind of going to talk about like, I guess all our biggest struggles and like what okay. we're kind of seeing or whatever. But um, that was a place that I was at because at, at some time, at some point, just like doing like the whole like content creation, like trying to build a podcast and all that. I was like, dang, like, okay, I'm spending like 40 plus hours a week. And I, ain't, if I'm being real, I ain't really been on my word like that. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, snap. Like, I just, you know what I mean? I just did this EP and yeah, I got a word together. And that's the thing. Okay, like the gifts are without reproach. So like your gift that you have, whatever, whenever capacity that be, like God's already given that to you. So it's not a matter of salvation. Like you have that like regardless. And so like you can use that in any way that's like you please, whether that be for yourself or actually for God. And so for me, like it's not like sometimes it just became, it came to a point to where like I'm like getting in the word to get a word for other people and Ooh, not for myself. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. No, yeah. Um, and facts. so I got, yeah, and I got and I got caught up in that. And I was just going to say, like, even I just feel to realize you can idolize your gift and your calling. Yeah. I think a lot of times we think because it's from God and that I'm, that I'm in his will that he's satisfied with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, not in his will, but because I'm 
Why do you want to get that he's satisfied with me? Just because he's using you doesn't mean he's pleased with you. <laughs> that's a bar. Yo. <laughs> you got to say that again. Just One more time. because God is using you, it doesn't mean he's pleased with you. you oh, my goodness. Your mom say? said this last night. She said <laughs> that his word can't return void. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm, I got Bible for it, so I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter necessarily who it may be coming from if it's... If it's like God's word, right, right. If it's biblical and it's grounded, and they're speaking this to you, right, their life could be a mess, and they still be transforming lives. Facts. There's many preachers who are out here just got out of bed with them last night, were just out crazy on Broadway, got up on Sunday and saved a thousand people, because His word can't return void. So just crazy. because He's using you doesn't mean He's pleased with you. Because like, if someone speaks it, it's His promise. It has to return back. So all those who call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't matter who says that. If you're in front of that word and you call on his name. And let me speak on that, too. Um, at the same time, say you know that pastor or that person that's spoken to you was struggling in your life, but they're speaking biblical truth. You can't be too prideful to let that speak to you. That happened to me before. Somebody tried to speak to me. And the first thought that I had is, but you're struggling with this. Missing God. Missing God. Yes. I was too prideful. But the Bible talks about how you shouldn't let the log that's in your eye blind you from the speck that's in that other person. Who cares what they're going on? Work, focus on yourself first. What is God saying to me? What did God share to me? And so I have to humble myself and I have to repent because I'm like, man, like what he said was true. It didn't feel good. Not only what he said didn't feel good, but who it was coming from. But I tried to let who it was coming from detract from what he said. And I was like, that's not the right spirit. So it's like, like you said, his word doesn't return void. It doesn't matter who he's coming from. God may have used that person just for you, and they still be going through something. 100%. I'm not gonna like, remember that guy on the target bus that, that came on the target bus and started talking to us? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, we used to ride the target bus back in like high school for like a time. Yeah, we was trapping. Yeah, we was trapping out. We was trapping out the mud. <laughs> we was trapping out the target bus. We would take it every day. And this guy came on the bus, and what was he wearing? Some, I remember looking at him, something made me like just automatically kind of like just. Everything he said was like in one ear out the other. I don't know. He just kind of like looked like he didn't know what he was talking about. And he was talking to us about a bunch of stuff like religion, a bunch of random stuff. He was just chatting like the whole ride. And to be honest, I wasn't listening the whole time, but like I could have missed a word from that. You know what I mean? Just like a testament to like what you're saying. Like I feel like you can't turn um, a deaf ear to what people are saying. You know what I mean? Because God can use anyone. And you can't. Because you're putting God in a box when you don't realize that. It's so true. You can use anybody. Yeah. And I mean, and that's good. Uh so what I was what I was gonna say earlier is the fact that like y'all gonna be surprised at some of the people y'all don't see at the pearly gates. Oh, I don't know. Not, ready for not, that? Not even not even to be like arrogant or kind of, you know kind of you know condemning or anything like that. None of that. But like just kind of a wake up call and being more intentional about if you do have a platform and who you're receiving from. Like we don't we don't do this a lot because like. I feel like whenever you bring people on, it's kind of like an endorsement. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just have anybody on here that I feel like is going to lead y'all astray. Like, you know, anyone that we're connected to and we bring on here, we get on our platform, like, or that we promote, like, we put Eric and John in our story and all that all the time. Like, we know that they're grounded and all of that and they actually live in this thing out. So that's why I trust them, like, being on our platform and bringing them on. But I just say that to say that, like, you know, we have to just be, be more intentional about, like, making sure you're having that relationship for yourself and that being the main motivation and that why kind of like just bringing it back to that because like 
Yeah, there's going to be some people y'all are going to be super surprised. Some of these preachers and huge influencers are going to be like, dang. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. And that's important because it's like, like you said, you won't know if these people are preaching biblical truths. If you're yourself and not in the word, you're just kind of taking what they say and just running with it. But if they twist the scripture even slightly, it's wrong. But you wouldn't know that because you're not in the word. Satan brought Jesus the word. That's but true. it wasn't true. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was twisted. It was altered, and Jesus countered it back with the word because he himself knew what Scripture said. But we as Christians think it's optional. Oh, I don't have to read my Bible. I scroll on Christian TikTok like you said for an hour today. I'm good. Man, that's not. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. Right. If the Bible had TikTok in mind, it would have had it in Scripture. Spend time in the Word. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> time the and word. going back to like what you were saying earlier about like you can get so caught up in producing content that you're not really spending that intentional time in God's mm-hmm. way, filling yourself up. Like one thing that the Lord's been showing me is like, like, like when I was talking about not being so caught up in the physical aspect of like I got to train. That's what's gonna make mm-hmm. me great. But like spending time spiritually, with God. Yes, God gave us the gifts and talents and abilities, but if we don't continue seeking after Him every day. He's not going to be able to continue cultivating those gifts and abilities. Right. So you got to really spend time with God to allow him to cultivate that gift so that he can continue preparing you, teaching you, pruning you as the word is used in the Bible. You know, getting anything off of you that you need to get off of you that's holding you back. And that takes time in his word. So sometimes there are times where I do have to take a break off of social media Facts. so that I can prepare and fill myself back up. Because when you're giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, you got to make sure you're also getting filled back up. So. Amen. That's something that I have to be intentional about myself. That's so good. And, like, I don't know, kind of just really all comes full circle to back. And that's why I kind of asked you about, like, asked you first about the word that you had. Because I think more and more as I'm getting into, like, this space and we're growing and all that, it all comes back to, like, it really is just an audience of one. That's all it comes down to. And keeping, like, keeping the main thing the main thing at the end of the day right outside of likes and comments and connections and networking like you know seeking him first and everything else will come and i think like that's the most important thing that like i kind of just want to highlight for everybody out there but um so yeah kind of on a still on that topic of like just like tiktok in general just like making content like what the biggest struggle or i guess the big biggest lesson so far or a few of them um, so when it comes to making like theology, TikToks and everything like that, knowing what you believe, being grounded in your faith, uh, be unwavering on what you believe, but make sure you're doing the research to understand why you're unwavering. Don't just be like, I'm not wrong because this is what I believe. And I have this one verse. Usually the Bible is not going to have a whole doctrine based off of one scripture. So if people are bringing you scriptures, you can't be too prideful to you know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Uh, several times I had to make sure, I had to di- deep, deep dive into the Word to make sure what I was saying and what I was believing was right. And never being too confident in what you believe and being humble enough to go back and be in Scripture. Um, another thing would just be to be transparent with your walk. A lot of people will respect you for that. Um, I talked about how I fell back into pornography and a lot of people were like, thank you. Like, Because people kind of, you have this, one thing I talk about often is like how people feel like in the church they are they have this persona that they have to keep. Like I didn't sin, like I never sinned. That's not true. That's not biblical, right? Um 
so just being transparent whenever you do stumble because um if you hide it in secret it'll be shot on a rooftop and we've seen that a lot lately with a lot of pastors but i feel like the church environment makes it to a point where they feel like oh even as a pastor i have to live this perfect life i can't say that i messed up i can't say that i fall i can't say that i sin and there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day that's what jesus died for right we're not supposed to abuse God's grace, but at the end of the day, there's grace for our sins. So that was another lesson. And me hiding and not being transparent about that prevented me posting from TikToks. I felt unworthy. I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like I couldn't be an effective vessel for God. And so ultimately, it um, hindered my, my TikTok ministry and things like that. So God was like, why are you embarrassed? Why are you ashamed? What they think doesn't matter. What they say doesn't matter. You're not living for them. You're living for me. Audience of one ties back in. So just being transparent parent as possible about your testimony you overcome by the blood of the lamb and your word of your testimony if you're not continually speaking out what you've been through it's going to be a lot easier to hide it the devil sin grows in the dark right especially with pornography if you struggle with pornography you need to have accountability eric will tell you several times it gets frustrating at times how i have to help him with my accountability and things like that but he's always been there for me and i appreciate that and me talking about it has really kept me so we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Um, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier about that condemnation, a lot of times that's why people keep going in cycles is because they feel condemned. But when you use your testimony to share, you're actually helping out other people because there's a lot of people who are going through similar things as you or have already went through similar things. So you can help them out and you can also receive help. But if you stay quiet and stay to yourself, you never get the help that you need. And you might not be able to help somebody else that's around you. So it's just being intentional about seeking help if you need it. Again, where there's counsel, you succeed. You need wisdom. You need counsel. You need mentorship. You need accountability. We were not called to do this alone. We were not called to do this in our own strength. Jesus had 12. Hmm. He could have did it on his own. We had 12. I think we should take notes from that. Not big facts. Yours? Biggest lesson so far? Something I've been seeing recently on Christian TikTok is um, people are very argumentative. Um, we were called to win souls, not arguments. Mm, say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> not for real. Like, we were called to win souls, not arguments. So a lot of times when you're preaching truth and you're preaching God's word, that's it. I don't got nothing else to say to you. And so you want to argue my comments, I'm going to just have to let you be. And God's really been giving me just like that patience. Um, and also just... Not having the fear of men, that's big because you'll be surprised, like, how many comments I get, like, Christianity's fake, da-da-da-da-da, like, why do you believe what you believe, da-da-da-da-da, and uh, you got to kind of ignore that stuff, because that stuff can get to you easily, and so just, like, growing in that and understanding those two things, like, okay, I'm going to preach truth, I'm going to let God's word be God's word, if somebody genuinely needs help, I'll respond to them, but other than that, I'm not here to argue with you, you're going to argue with yourself, a lot of times I realize that the bigger your platform gets, people will really come on your page to try to get a part of your platform because they don't Facts. have a platform to get what they want to say out. But if they can get me to respond, now I just gave them a part of my platform to blow up whatever they want to say. And so God's like, don't give them that. So that's, like, that's something that I've been growing in lately. No, it's huge. Being, it's being bold and the fear of man. I really like that. And I want to go back to kind of what John, you were saying. Um, even with the whole uh, transparency piece, I mean, it's just because, I don't know, I think a lot of people may have, like, this misconception that um, when you start to get a platform or you get a, you hold a position or there's a title behind your name that, I guess, your sin may go away or the temptation almost 
things get easier along those like along those lines you want to kind of like speak to that though no <laughs> no um people will oftentimes be like oh you get attacked more as a believer i don't think that's true i believe that as a believer you're just cognizant of what it is that's like it's coming for you but then you start going through more spiritual warfare once you start actually preaching the gospel i feel like that wait wait we're not going we're not going to just slide over that bro you can go ahead and say it again okay yeah. so as a believer, I don't believe you get attacked more. I just believe you become cognizant of what it is. You're like, oh, these depression thoughts aren't my own. That's from the enemy, right? Because we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. We can cast our anxieties on him. All these mental attacks and things like that, we have authority over, right? But as a believer who's preaching the gospel, who's ministering, the devil is going to do everything that he can to make sure that he can silence your voice. Like I said, I felt inadequate when I fell back. Because I had been doing so good. I was caught up more so in the number rather than who was keeping me, right? I, I caught up in my own actions. I thought it was, it, it kind of shifted away from God to me. Um, One thing that one of my friends, she says is like, uh, shout out Chi Chi. She said, the devil will come for your routine. Eric talked about intentionality, right? I was intentional about being in the word and making sure I knew who was setting me free. But then school started getting taxing, you know what I'm saying? Fall hit. Seasonal depression. Started getting lazy. Started getting lackadaisical. Got on my break after exams when my routine was thrown out the window. Now I don't have a routine at all. Now I'm not in the Word. There's not one set time of the day that you can spend time in the Word, y'all. Like, for me, I always like, oh, I miss the mornings. I can't. I'll just start over tomorrow. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I haven't read my Bible in a week. <laughs> so then it's like, dang. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm yeah. out here trying to make content, but I have no well to pour out for them. So it's like, ugh, right? But like I said, the devil, he, he's just, he, like Eric said, he, come, he waits for a more opportune time. Yeah. So you Luke may be 4, a... 13, verse 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After so Jesus' temptations. He waited. Um, it said the devil left him, but he was waiting for a more opportune time to return. I don't think people understand that the devil's going to wait until you're at a low point, until you're at a weak point, and he's going to try to come back. But he always comes back with the same thing. Same thing. And so if you're not learning from your mistakes then the devil is learning from what you did and what you fell from and he's going to keep you in cycles hold on, that's hold why on. it's important i was gonna tell you so, so like your temptations they don't go away if you read james one it talks about how um your temptations are from your own desires right so like i i use this example all the time i be i beef with coleslaw y'all so the devil if he knows i don't like coleslaw he's not going to me with coleslaw but uh I like a chicken sandwich, you know what I'm saying, from Chick-fil-A, Spicy Deluxe, number two, going crazy. <laughs> okay, okay. And he give me that, and he know I'm hungry. It's been a long time since I ate. Been a long time since I've been, been fed spiritually. Uh-oh. That chicken sandwich going to look mad enticing, even if I know it's poison in there. Mm. I take one little nibble, it ain't going to hurt. But what the Bible say, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Ooh. Then it just grows. So it's like, yeah, cool, John. You got 95,000 followers. You've been living for God for a good time. Good for you, bro. Okay, when's the last time you've been in your word, though? If you're persistent, you'll get it. Right. If you're consistent, you'll keep it. Consistency is key. Major key. Because it's like, yeah, he's going to let you do your thing for a little bit. He's not going to attack you when you're at your strongest. He's not going to attack you when you Hercules in the gym. He's going to attack you when you Samson with Delilah laying down, when you're weak. When you're vulnerable. But people don't know that. So they be getting caught off guard. And when you get caught off guard and you don't know your weapons to fight, then you be like, oh, no. I wasn't expecting to get tempted again. I thought I was good. I thought I was out of this. Like, why is this temptation coming back? Am I not free? Yeah, who the sun says free is free indeed. 
But again, you got to cast down those thoughts. You got to continue renewing your mind. You know, renewing is a continual thing. Mm. It's not something you do one time. Um, something that was powerful, like an example I heard about renewing your mind. So like Romans 12 too. It was like this lady showed us. So if I show you like a picture of something, right? Let's say I show you like my phone or something like that. Then I go on talking for a little bit. Then I might show you something else. Like I might show you this water bottle for a little bit. And then I go on talking for a little bit. And I might show you something else. Like maybe this little hoodie that I like. Are you even thinking anything about the phone that I showed you at first? I wasn't even thinking about the phone and you just said <laughs> crazy so you got to constantly renew your mind with god's word you got to constantly get into god's word it's not something that you read one time oh i read the whole bible once i'm good no nah, i'm in that word every day the devil there's certain the scriptures word. that i'm reading every day if i'm struggling with less i'm reading first corinthians 6 18 to 20 every day multiple times a day keeping god's word on the forefront of my mind why is that important because if that thought does come back guess what else comes back with it god's word not knowing the word, hey, knowing the word versus application of the word too. Yeah, you also yeah, you got to do it. Don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. If I read the Bible all the time but never put any of it into practice, it's not going to do me any good. So you got to put it into practice. You got to put it into action. You got to do it and be intentional. Like I said, like that's the word, bro. Like really, <laughs> intentionality really is the word because it means so much more when I'm saying I'm doing something intentionally versus just going through the motions. You get so much more out of it. So I've really been encouraging people a lot. Like, read your word. It's the most important thing you do as a Christian. I say the Bible is God's words on paper, God's thoughts. A lot of people are trying to live God's nature independent of his spirit. You can't do that. Oh, You need God's nature. You need Facts. to know who he is, what he did. You need to understand the tools that you have so that you can be prepared, so that you can use them, so that you can fight and win God's way. Not your way, because your way would never win. You're going to fail every time. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, verse 5. So just staying connected to Jesus, staying connected to that source continuously. That's the key. That's so boring. I'm, a, I just, I'm just letting them do their thing. But no. Um, dang. <laughs> All right. Yo, yo, yo. No, that's good. And I just. That was 25 TikTok clips right there. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm gonna edit this. Um, <laughs> um, dang, bro. No, that that's really good. And um, I just like the fact that you we talked about like just obviously like being intentional, being consistent, and the fact that just understanding like those temptations aren't gonna go away. And, like you're like when you become a believer, you're just more co- like just cognizant of those temptations and what things are going on. But like. You know, that attack, like you said, is going to come when you start walking in God's will and doing his work. Um, I was talking to your mom last night where I think, like, the enemy loves ineffective Christians. I promise if you're not doing nothing, I don't think that he's really tripping over you. At all. Why would he attack somebody he already has? I I, I don't think that. And so, like, when you're stepping into this space, uh, kind of like, just like they just reiterating what they've been saying, like, you gotta understand that that's gonna come and just like you know being very intentional about like keeping god on the forefront of your mind and like c- combating that with the word and all that is so good and then eric you had mentioned something whenever i asked about like uh the biggest lesson that you've learned um and it was you had mentioned that um just like the the argument to being argument like argumentative or whatever yeah. um and how like you know you're gonna you're gonna express the word and that be it and i think 
what me and Jordan have like really been talking about a lot lately. It's like the word does the work. Right. And I think sometimes whenever we are in a place where we're evangelizing or like doing the word that we again, like we, we try to do too much of God's job. Right. Like we think it's our responsibility to make sure everyone gets saved or right. that they see the truth. But that's ultimately like the spirit's work. You can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. Right, bro. So like, have you ever like, how, can you speak on that? Like in terms of like, you know, that process or like if you've had, you've gone through that phase, like dang, like you feeling like having that saver complex, you know, putting that cape on like the superhero thing and like just dealing with that. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know why Christians expect people who aren't Christians to act like Christians. Facts, bro. Um, you can't hold somebody to the same standards if they're not even going on the same beliefs as you. And so something that to me is like a lot of times I see like a lot of Christians and even like the way I was raised, sometimes I would see it preached this way. Like if you don't repent now, get saved, you're going to hell. Well, a lot of times they don't even care about that. So you trying to preach to them from that aspect and all they want right now is to be loved and understood. They develop a genuine relationship. A friend. They want a friend. And it's the goodness of God that draws a man to repentance. And so I'm out here trying to preach at you from that end, but I'm ignoring the, well, I'll say like the foundational human needs and wants and desires. Because I feel like at the base of everything, the root of everything, every human just wants to feel loved and understood. And if you can fulfill those two things right there, that person will do anything for you. It's, and so, oh, we, I was going to say, the Bible is clear. Some plant, some sow, some water, but God gets the increase. Your job may not even be to be the person who preaches them the gospel. Exactly. But if they see how you live your lifestyle, if you're living like a true believer, loving them with the love of Christ, that might be all they need to actually start considering it. And somebody else may be the person who, you know what I'm saying, prays the prayer of salvation or walks them through that process. But it's like, just because you're a believer, you can't let that deter you from hanging out with them. Uh, we oftentimes forget we would have been just like them without Jesus. Oh, you're a sinner. I don't need to be around you. Did Jesus not eat with tax collectors and prostitutes? But again, going off of that, Jesus was intentional. Facts. You're going to keep hearing me saying that word because that's really the word. When he was around <laughs> those people, for real, he wasn't around those people partying, drinking with them. He was intentional with ministering to them, loving on them, praying for them. And when they did their little sin and stuff like that, he wasn't around then. So I think a lot of times people do need to understand that evil communications do corrupt good manners, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're around people, either you're being influenced or you're doing the influencing. So if you're around people and you're not strong enough in your faith yet to be the one influencing them in the right direction and you feel like you're getting influenced away from Jesus, then yeah, you do have to separate yourself from them when you're trying to hang out with them. But in terms of being around somebody, you can always be around somebody and show them love. Love is freely given. Christ died for us while we were still sinners when we didn't deserve it. There's nothing we can do for that. And so understanding that, again, the goodness of God is what draws man to repentance. A lot of the Christians, again, holding these unbelievers to the same standards that God holds us to as Christians. And he's saying, no, I just want to know, can I love through you? Can I use you to be a vessel of my love? A lot of people don't understand that you out here, Looking at people saying, oh, my gosh, you're doing all this. Um, you're still on this sin and stuff like that. But there's a reason why somebody is the way they are. And Ooh. as a person, a lot of humans, like, we overlook that, the reason why, and we just go straight to the action. I like how um, it says in, like, I think it's in First Samuel, God looks at the heart where humankind looks like the outward appearance. So God knows, like, the reason why 
nobody is the way they are just to be the way they are. Like there's a reason why they are the way they are, but not enough people are willing to actually dig down to find out that reason. And that's why people struggle to connect with people. And if I don't feel like you're connecting with me, I'm not going to want to listen to anything you say. And that's why I feel like a lot of Christians have trouble spreading their faith, sharing the gospel, evangelizing, because they overlook that. They just don't think that you have to understand the person. And it's love. The foundation of Christianity is love. And so if you're not walking in love, because Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, by the way that you love other people, they will know that you're my disciples. So if you're not loving other people, they're not going to know what it's really like to be a disciple. And again, as a Christian, you're a representative of Jesus. And Jesus wants to know, can he use you to be a vessel of his love? Or are you going to be too judgmental? Are you going to be too hateful? Are you going to be too prideful? Bro, can I love through you? You can speak a good word. You teach real good. But can I love through you? Oof. Can I love through you? That's, dang, that's, that's good, bro. Can I love through you? I ain't never heard it like that. That's fire. I was just looking for an Aha Gazelle lyric. He said, a good doctor doesn't get mad at the symptoms. Bro, I'm just going to say that. Fire, bro. That was on my mind, too, when he, <laughs> yeah. when he, when he said that. Yeah. Because think that. about it. Why are you getting mad at a sinner? They don't have Jesus, right? Why would they, why would, why would they know that he's the one that can fill all their problems, that, that Jesus' eyes hold in their heart, that they're trying to fill with sex, drugs, pornography, whatever it hey, is? Check this out, too. You might be the only Jesus that somebody, that somebody around you ever sees. So if I was the only Jesus that somebody ever saw, I'm thinking to myself, and what I'm living and what I'm representing and how I'm communicating with them, does that portray Jesus in any way? Because if it doesn't, I might have just messed that person up for life in terms of what it looks like to be a Christian. Church hurt. That's a whole other topic, though. And you're held accountable for that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. Can I, can I love through you? That's insane. But no, I think that's important just to take note of and like be intentional about whenever you are thinking about like when you're on these platforms and you are evangelism, whatever that, that be to um, unbelievers and Christians alike. You know what I mean? And, sh- and showing that love and understanding like that's what God wants to use you as a vessel for, right? It's not our job to like get anybody saved or put that weight, uh, unnecessary weight on ourselves, right? Yeah. Like that that's God's way and he just wants us to love and like be you know, speak his truth and that's honestly it. Like like Eric said, ain't no arguments. I'm gonna give you my Bible and my scripture and Mic drop. That's the end of the discussion. Right. Let the word work. Uh and so that I think honestly that's kinda going to what I was thinking about next. Crazy talking about like love, uh and kinda talking more like unbelievers and stuff like that. Like how do y'all deal with, I guess, Christians? Like in terms of hate, hate, right? So we're talking about love now. Like we're talking about like now um, along with like the arguments and stuff, dealing with like the comments that you may get from, I guess anybody in general really like, you know, as you're building your platform, as it's growing, you see like Eric mentioned earlier, you've seen all the trolls trying to like, you know, suck off your clout, your platform, whatever it is. Like how are you, how are you dealing with that? Man, um, like I said, if, if I try to make sure, sh- I divide it into like, is it a heaven or hell issue now, right? That's big. If it's not a heaven or hell issue and we don't agree, I'm not going to spend time arguing about it because why do I have to force him to believe what I believe, 
We're both right. saved. That makes sense. Explain that. I don't. Some people may not. I kind of know. Heaven or hell issue. I get. What, we. we all right. So that. leading back to uh, the Christian guy again, he made a TikTok that not a lot of people agreed with, and I personally don't agree with it. But ultimately, are you pointing him out in the comments and saying he's wrong because you genuinely seek to have a discussion? How many people went outside of TikTok and DM'd him like, "Hey, do you want to talk about this?" Because it's easy to post on a TikTok comment, "You're wrong. This scripture, this scripture, this scripture says that." Okay, but is the tone that you're saying it in, is it an argumentative tone? But ultimately, like I said, the, the issue wasn't a heaven or hell issue, right? It's not affecting his salvation on what he believes. It doesn't affect my salvation on what I believe, right? So why does it matter? So it's like once you, once you start looking at issues like that, it's like, okay, I can deal with this. I can deal with the hate. I can deal with this because ultimately I know I'm still saved. It doesn't really matter what they believe. I don't have to convince them. I don't have to change my mind. I backed it up in scripture. That's another thing. If you back it up in scripture, and like I said, you don't want to build a whole theology off of two verses. Um, if you back it up in scripture, then you know that it's biblically accurate. So, and if you don't see eye to eye on that topic, it is what it is. Let it go. Yeah, you like, you know, for all our creators out there or aspiring or any type of platform or just in general, really like you what we mentioned earlier and what we're going to be doing a lot the rest of the year is like understanding your theology and the core fundamental of your faith. Like you have to know what you believe, not just because you're fighting the world and agnostics and atheists and people who may try to like persuade you a new spirit, new age spirituality. Like you have people in the church that are going to be coming for your life, um, your salvation every single day. That's big though. Um, when I started TikTok, I didn't realize how many people believe different things within the church body alone. I grew up non-denominational and now I'm running to, people with different denominations hearing what they believe for the first time and i'm underprepared i'm ill-prepared i'm like man why do i believe that why what is the context behind this verse that i've been quoting for so long you, you know what i'm saying there's so many verses that christians quote that be out of context and it's like man is that what that verse really meant and if you don't have that understanding of that versus somebody that's grown up and they understand what they believe and they have verses backing it up you're gonna get tore up big time so. No, not really. That. <laughs> y'all going in. Y'all going in. Hey, we're gonna care. Y'all going in. No, but um, no, yeah. So I think for us, that's one of the biggest things. There's some some comments and stuff that we don't entertain. Some different things that arguments people try to present to us, and it's just like you know, I'm a, I'm just gonna leave that there. And just like it's always understanding what you believe that usually helps because you sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Early on, I got some of those comments, whatever it be, and like you said, it made me question. Like, dang. What is the context of that? Right. Okay, I've heard this in church like my entire life, like uh, saved by grace through faith. But like, do you really know what that means? Like, can I explain? There was one time, and we talked about this, like I was just thinking about a few months ago, like, yo, can I explain the gospel? Like, actually, like, can I, like, you know what I mean? I, like, we know it, right? Like, I know I'm We think saved, we do. But do I really know how to explain it to somebody else? Like... Um, Stay from what? What does that mean? Excuse like I got this little wristband from FCA. It's got a heart sign, a division sign, a cross sign, and then a question mark. Basically helps you explain the gospel in four easy steps. The heart means that God loves us. John three sixteen for God so loved the world that He sent His one only Son into the world. Whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. The division sign means that sin separates us from God. I think it's Romans 3.23, for all of sin and follow short of the glory of God. Then the cross, Jesus died on the cross to take our sins away. And through him, there's salvation. And those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Romans 10, 9, question mark. It's a gift. It's a free gift. But just like with any gift, in order to, for it to be yours, you have to receive it. So the question is, do you choose to partake on this free gift and receive it? So quick. Just a little quick breakdown of the gas. gospel. That's a big ass. So that's y'all's answer for those who didn't. Because <laughs> I didn't know for a minute. But, um, no, yeah. Did <laughs> I'm not probably gonna cut this. Yo, what's that? What's that one comment that you got that was wild? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, first of all, let me give you context behind the situation. Um, like I said, there be times when I'll um say things or comment things out of emotion, or there just be things I don't even need to comment. It's not from the spirit of God. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. So there's this comic book Bible, right? And I'm looking and I see all the panels and like the skin tone variation wasn't crazy. Um, the Bible in uh, the book of Revelation is pretty clear. Like Jesus had bronze skin. I'm like, okay, the it's it's slightly whitewashed. Emphasis on the word slightly. I didn't say it was nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I wasn't trying to be upset, but I said outside of that, it's cool. So next thing you know, I'm getting hate comments back to back to back. Why are you bring race into this? Blah, da, 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 da. Somebody he made another video explaining how it was made by a Brazilian artist. He had like the Jewish facial structures and everything like that. And I'm like, cool. I appreciate that you actually clarified this. I really appreciate that. I just commented that. I was like, you know what I'm saying? So you I believe it yourself. Right. I believe that if you're gonna be a part of the church body um, race shouldn't matter in the aspect that Jesus died for all. So mm. there's gonna be all races represented. And right. if that's gonna be the case, do it accurately. That's simple. Whole other conversation. But anyways, I had some guy comment something crazy about me being uh, a gangbanger and I should probably go get a job or something crazy because I commented something about something being slightly whitewashed. And I'm like, all right. You know, I just have to shake it off. Like that one hit. And I'm like, man. But then once again, to tie back into had I never even commented that this whole conversation would have never even had I wouldn't have had all this backlash and I was like you know what I'm gonna keep that up because it's gonna be a reminder to me it's gonna be a, a learning lesson I'm gonna own up to my mistakes and so yeah. have y'all like gotten immune to that a little bit not to maybe comments to that extent but just like some of the hate stuff or is it just like you know you, I mean? you would build up a tolerance to it but it's always gonna hit when you least expect it mm. just being real right. for me personally John knows I'm always having these conversations with him I'm like you have to be able to detach yourself from emotions when you're making decisions mm-hmm. to be effective. Mm-hmm. And that's something the Lord's really been growing me in personally. So I don't, especially on TikTok and social media, when you have the time to like think, I'm I'm normally not going to say anything. I have emotions. I'm really going to take the time process thing before I say something because I know like when you say stuff out of emotions or you do stuff out of emotions, you normally regret it. Um. You go over sound logic, you just neglect that completely. And so, like, a part of being a leader is being able to make those tough decisions. Um, And a lot of times I've learned that people will try to pull in your emotions in order to get you to do something, to make you feel like you're entitled to do something for them. And I'm not entitled to do anything for anybody except to love you like Jesus. Facts. That's the only thing I owe you is to love like Christ. Everything else, I don't owe you my time. I don't owe you my attention. Unless God specifically tells me, like, I want you to pour into that person. I want you to answer him. I don't have to do it. At the end of the day, people forget that we're just content creators. We're just people just like you. 20 years old, bro. I'm 22 years old. I'm no different than y'all, so But that's another special. thing. As a Christian content creator, if you're going to start, you can't be there for everybody. And at first, I tried to, but it's going to get to a point where you can't. So don't tie yourself down. 
and feel terrible. Also, the comment says, hold on me. You know what I'm saying? Pull it up. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty flabbergasted. <laughs> he said, <laughs> maybe instead of complaining about whitewash, you should get a job and stop gangbanging for a living. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. Wild. That's and that's when you, that's really when you need the love of Christ. And like Eric said, you can't you can't have your emotions tied into things like that. So I've really started paying attention to um, things I thought about commenting. I type out a whole comment and delete it because it's not worth it. Yeah, and that's and I think that's good because that's one of the biggest things I had to learn. And I'm kind of glad that I kind of got before we really kind of took off and started building a bigger platform. It's the fact that like my identity wasn't tied to the praise of other people. You know right. what I mean? So, like, I think the one way I kind of someone explained it to me is the fact that when they're going through comments practically and you're looking through different things and someone may give you um, uh, a comment of validation and praise, that was a word. That's really good. You sp- Like, the, the way you articulated this, I've never heard it before. Um, the same weight they take that comment is the same weight they take the hate ones. Right. So my emotion isn't built on anything. It's like, it's not, you can still be appreciative. You can still say thank you and things like that. And I still not do anything to my identity. Like, I, I know, like, that's I'm fire. Him. I'm it's, him, period. It's like, a conversation I, I, yeah. full circle. Yeah, and it's not. I didn't say one. It's all full circle. One, it doesn't matter what you have to say. Like, even if it is praise, like, I do appreciate that. But I don't need it. Right. Like I know my validation of who I am is solidified and like what God has called me to be and what I'm doing. And that's why I'm continuing in this. Um, Let me add on to that, too, because think about like those same people praising you. You say one thing wrong. You do one thing they don't agree with. Those would be the same people with the negative comments. That's just human nature. Hosanna one week. So they switch up on you real quick. So that's why you really can't get dependent upon those negative. I mean, those positive comments. If you're looking for that for validation, because when that negative comment hits, it's going to hit you big. Fucks. And so that's something the Lord's really showing me. Like, this is how humans are. And it's not to be mad about it, but it's to know how to navigate and prepare yourself so that you're not caught off guard. I heard you, heard you, heard you. No, it's really good. And I had like, we got like two more questions I wanted to ask. But um, the next thing was, so like biggest thing you're working on right now, just personally, that you feel like you, you're focusing on? Um, spiritually personally person um so our church they're doing a challenge where you read the new testament once a month so you read 10 chapters a day and that's been a struggle but like eric's been talking about being intentional that's really helped me spend time in the word and it's just really it's really heightened my like attention to the time that i'm spending right because it's like if i'm reading 10 chapters a day i went from reading two chapters a day to 10 so I have to make sure that I'm in a word. But at the same time, it's building me up. It's making sure that I have myself and a firm foundation, but also able to give out to others. And then another thing um, is that our new church that we go to now, they're really emphasizing discipleship and getting people that you can help cultivate and grow in their faith as well. And so that's two things that I'm really focused on as far as spiritually. Uh, got school going on right now. Just trying to graduate, you know what I'm saying? Get Crazy. that degree off. Um, still working on a clothing brand. That's a whole thing in itself. Y'all pray for me on that one. I also want to put together um, a collab tape of underground Christian hip hop artists. If y'all, That's a good idea. okay, so if y'all don't know, I make a lot of playlists on Apple Music. And so he's he's the one we always plug in. So yeah, y'all 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 should be familiar with my man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, through TikTok, it's blessed me to meet a, a lot of really great guys who do christian hip-hop who are not a part of the mainstream christian hip-hop which is a whole nother conversation but these guys are really solid in their faith 
And I've always wanted to make a project that's kind of like similar to what Reach Record does, where they have a summer playlist full of a bunch of different artists. So that's essentially what I would like to do as well. So just praying that through as well. You got anything new going on? What's good? What you working on? I know you get you getting ready for the NFL season. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a season of preparation, man. So just graduated from Cornell in December. I'll go to grad school at Stetson starting August. I'll probably leave out of here around July. So right now, just been like growing closer with God. Also embracing my calling. That's, I feel like that's something that I ran from for the longest. And I know that like, God's called me to be like a leader and to be an inspiration. But that requires me to step out a lot more and to come out of like the background. And I was like, man, this might be too flashy, but like God's really been like on me, like you need to embrace it. And so now that I've embraced it, like this past couple of months, it's like been getting blessings after blessings coming out of nowhere just because I've just been willing and obedient. You know, if you're willing and obedient, you get to the good of the land. A lot of times you might be willing to do what God says, but you might not do it. Sometimes you might be obedient in doing what God says, but you're not really willing when you're doing it. So when your heart is behind it, um, that's when you really start taking off for real. Um, some of us I've been working on, of course, growing TikTok. Um, also been working on writing some books, taking some of my content, making like some little small booklets and stuff like that. I'm going to start working on getting that out pretty soon. And what else? I guess working a job, trying to make some little money here and there and stuff too, you know. So you know how college life be. If so y'all need a freelance graphic artist, you know what I'm saying? He's plugging plug in the socials oh no yeah we're gonna we're gonna plug Re- it reach, out to, reach out we're to gonna, reach out to the boy everything at the infra show uh all right so uh i mean honestly on the way here uh <laughs> look y'all it's crazy so we're up mad so before we got here we were up late because we needed to record um and then jordan had to work and so like we were we were, we were driving here on like zero sleep or whatever still trying to figure out kind of what the interview is like like what this is going to look like or whatever and we we i know a lot of podcasts like do games or whatever you know games and all that so to be completely honest with y'all we were trying to figure out okay what we want to do on the way here and we was 15 minutes away um <laughs> so we're just trying to get some stuff together or whatever so we may keep this we may not but we do want to do something all right so i'm gonna give you like four names four or five names okay and i just want to know the like the first thing that comes to your head when you think about these people you good you ready brother this can I be guess. really I'm good or really bad <laughs> right right okay. ah gazelle Ooh, uh unique virtual blow inspirational Vic blends positive caleb gordon heater okay um, legacy. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Uh, it's like the first to do it. I don't know what the word would be for that. You know what I'm saying? So, like pioneer. Yeah, pioneer, pioneer. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, respect, respect, Let's respect, respect. Gotta respect, respect. Like respect. Okay. Jordan, you gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Now, Eric, I gotta hear top five artists. Top five artists. Top five artists. We got some ahead. Caleb Gordon. Ooh. Heard you. Shout out Caleb Gordon, by the way. Shout Come out Caleb. Pod, bro. Aha Gazelle. Caleb Let's Link. Aha Gazelle. For sure. Um, Lazarus. Laz goes crazy. Shout out Laz. Uh, Shout out Laz, bro. Laz just <laughs> slept on. Laz really liked that. He, he bringing a different genre that Christian hip hop need. Uh... 
Oh yeah, simply Ollie. He, he underground. Ollie. I love his new album. Ollie, I mean, his most recent album. Who who else have we listened to? Who was that for? That was four so far. You got one more. This is probably not my top five. This is like the first five that come on top of my head. Uh, Joey Vantes. Joey? Joey's nice. Joey Vantes. Joey's latest album is actually fire. Fire. I still haven't even listened to it yet. Bro, you're sleeping. You got you to gotta listen to that. Vibe. Straight top vibes. Ten. Straight vibes, right, back to you. Top, top three brands. Top three brands. You got Vision Ministries over there. Goes crazy. Shout out to my guy, Seth. Um, We got... Double R Incorporated, which is now Righteous and Relentless. They actually changed their name. Shout out uh, my guy Trevor. Then we got Live Kingdom Co. Sweaters are crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, heard you. All right, Eric, be the last one. Top five NFL players. Just NFL players, period. Just period, period. Not all time? You talking about just, you said all time? All time. Not right now, all time. Eric's about to get canceled. Yeah, I can't do it. Look, I'm a defensive player, so. <laughs> That ranking I mean, I list was already a little right there. Okay. You know, because he got the seven Super Bowl Whether you like him or not, you got to respect the greatness. You got to respect the greatness. You like him or not, greatness. he's number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. I'm a big Ed Reed slash Troy Palomalo fan. As a safety myself, I feel like they're two of the greatest to ever do it. But then you know you got the old heads with Ryan Lott, all them stuff. But I'm gonna say Ed Reed. No order, right? You just kind of. Like I'm just okay, listening people right, on top of my head. Okay. Just, I'm just listening okay. people on top of my head. So I kind of put Edry, Troy Palomalo together. And yeah, that's probably recency bias because I'm still young. Uh, let's see. Jerry Rice. Dion. Primetime. Okay, what is that? Three? Four? Yeah, so you, I you combine like two. I did combine two. You cheating, bro. You cheating. I combined two. I did okay. Dion primetime. That's four. Dang, okay. I got the, I got a quarterback. I got a receiver. I got a DB. Um, I got another cornerback. Who should I pick for? Who's like? There's so many people. I ain't gonna cap. All hell, King Henry. Shout out to Doug. <laughs> he said King Henry. Derek Henry. Listen, y'all. If King Henry had not gotten hurt, he was setting a record for sure. Hey, y'all don't sleep on Aaron Rodgers either, though. A Rod. Shout out A Rod. Shout out John Wick. <laughs> Bro, that's a, that's a hard question. Yo, that's a loaded question. Top, 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 top like that. On the spot, too. On the spot, top. Of all time, like, there's so many people I'm forgetting right now. I know people gonna be on my head for that. Because like, you got D lineman. That's right. great. You got O lineman. You're not so. saying nobody like Joe Montana. Joe Montana, did, smooth. Did, I mean, you can say anybody, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's it's a lot. There's a lot. But no. I mean, if you said this season. For sure, might nah, be a different. We appreciate y'all coming on. Man. First guest, bro. This is really crazy, my mental, bro. Hey, bro, honor. Look back on this and be like, bro, like we're out here trapping, like out, like out the like, in the out, south, in the, uh, in the <laughs> with the natural lighting yeah. fluctuating, fluctuating. A lot of love, like, God's creation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out Seth. Shout out. <laughs> shout out Seth. It's not looking good for me right now. Put that light right on me. Lost almost. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and plug plug yourself, bro. Plug y'all's. You know what I mean. IGs, TikToks, all that. Go ahead, John. Um, TikTok is at John the Saint. I think. <laughs> I ain't gonna cap. You, what do you mean see, by that? Um, uh, Instagram is Saint John. Uh, it's Saint dot John, but the A is a V, so S V I N T dot J O N. Um. You got any projects coming? He's got a, he's got a merch coming. We're gonna be in it. We're gonna be buying it. We're gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. 
really fun. Uh, working Obviously, on our merch. He's gonna be helping us with that, with helping us out with that. So y'all stay connected. Make sure you follow my man. Apple Music and Spotify. Also, John the Saint on Spotify and Apple Music should be Saint John as well or John the Saint. I right. changed and it. We'll make sure we plug all yeah. that in the description. It'll be in the description box. Yeah, for sure. Y'all know what it is. Yeah, Eric, bro, plug, plug, plug. TikTok at esdigs. Um, Instagram at esdigs underscore. Or you can just type in you, Eric wait, Diggs. I, I, I got another question. The, the people wanted to know this. It wasn't hey, me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a messenger. I, I, this is the last one. Are y'all single? Wow. Um. Yes. Will you be my Valentine. Relax. <laughs> yeah, Relax. I'm single. This is gonna be embarrassing when this episode drops after Valentine, Groove. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, uh, yes, we I'm are single. single. We are living for God as they well. We're not looking. We're looking for, uh, pro- but if we are looking, Proverbs thirty-one, woman. You know what I'm saying? Preferably, preferably, preferably obviously. Stand up. You know what I mean? Come on now. <laughs> let her know. Let Everyone's know. D1 babies. <laughs> woman of God. Hey, yeah, hey, we can't say that. <laughs> Cut that out. Look out. Six five prospect. Yo, I'm on. Jordan looking to one. Make sure I'm over six feet. No, but make sure y'all tap into them, bro. These are our brothers for real. Like it's just like at this point, really more than family. Like we endorse them fully. We love them. We appreciate them coming on. It's just like I, it only fits that they were really the first people to come on. Um, and we're super excited, and we have a lot more that's coming up. But y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tapped in. We appreciate y'all, and as always, stay you, stay real, and it's love, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much Later. love.